I always knew I wanted to have a family. I just wasn't sure when it was all going to play out. And I knew with my career choice it was going to be a little bit harder to start my family than, you know, if I were home every night. About four years into our marriage, uh, I got pregnant and had my first son when I was 30. And I was able to spend, you know, four months home with him until I had to head back offshore. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it, but I had to try. I wasn't really ready to step away yet, and I knew I still wanted to have a career. That's Amanda Locke, a U.S. Coast Guard unlimited tonnage chief mate and dynamic positioning operator on an ultra deep water drill ship. Last October, Amanda wrote a piece on women offshore about what it's like being a new mom with an offshore career. Today, I follow up with Amanda on what the last year has been like for her, raising her family and working on the water. This is the Women Offshore Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Cedeno, a mariner and founder of Women Offshore. Women Offshore is an online organization and resource center supporting a diverse workforce on the water. After we published Amanda's article about what it's like being a new mom offshore, we had even more questions for her. I emailed Amanda a list of questions, and from her ship, she sent back audio clips of her answers. First, let's find out a little more about her. Amanda has worked on ships all over the world. She has spent time in shipyard and on the water. From the beginning, this has been a long-term career. I graduated from Mass Maritime in 2009. I got my first job as an AB working on supply boats, also in the that started my Gulf of Mexico career. Uh, after I was an AB, I shortly went uh, overseas to work on a drill ship that was being built in China. I spent a couple hitches over there, and then uh, we sailed over to Holland, where we got the rest of the uh, the ship put together, and then sailed to the Gulf of Mexico and drilled a couple wells here and there, and then I got my dynamic positioning certificate and started out with another company and uh, went to Korea for a little bit, and I've been in the Gulf ever since about 2013. It's nice to be back in uh, the U.S., though it was cool to be in the shipyards and see how the new builds all come together. With the dedication she has for her job, I wanted to know, was starting a family always something she wanted as well? When did she make this decision? I always knew I wanted to have a family. I just wasn't sure when it was all going to play out. Um, I guess when I got married in 2013, we didn't really want to have kids right away. And I knew with my career choice, it was going to be a little bit harder to start my family than, you know, if I were home every night. But uh, about four years into our marriage, uh, I got pregnant and had my first son when I was 30. And I was able to spend, you know, four months home with him until I had to head back offshore. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it, but... uh had to try. I wasn't really ready to step away yet, and 
I knew I still wanted to have a career. So when Amanda and her husband made the decision to start a family, what was the reaction? We know from her article on Women Offshore that not everyone supported her. How about the people who did support her? What did they say? My family was always pretty supportive of my decision to come back to work. If anything, they were my biggest the biggest cheerleaders to head back, and I think they knew me better than I knew myself. They knew that I'd be all right and that I could do it. And I would say my friends, you know, they were they were just as supportive as I hoped for and what I really needed because uh, I, I didn't really believe in myself that I'd be able to come and be okay, you know. It's mostly strangers or people who don't know me that are very, very quick to judge and say, oh, man, like, how could you do that? How could you leave your son and your husband? And I mean, what they don't really see is the other side of it is that I get to be at home for three weeks, 24-7. I only have to work half the year and I'm home, 100% dedicated to being home. So I try to look at the positive end of the spectrum and, you know, anyone can do anything for 21 days. It may seem like a lot of time in the for other people who don't do this for their living, but it's really not that bad. The schedule is probably the best part of the job and being home for three weeks straight. I look at my husband and, you know, he works Monday through Friday. I maybe see him for a couple hours every night and then we just have the weekends together But with, you know, my job, I'm home all the time for three weeks. That very first hitch post-maternity leave. What was that like? How did it go? My first hitch back after maternity leave went a lot better than I anticipated. I had a really hard time prior just thinking about coming back. And then the actual, you know, travel and getting to the rig really wasn't too bad. I was mostly nervous because I was coming off to a new rig that I didn't know anybody. It was a brand new rig assignment, and that made it a lot harder, I think, than if I were going to go back somewhere where I knew people and they knew me, and I mean, my new rig, they a lot of the people I was working with, they didn't even know that I had just had a baby, so it made it a little bit trickier, but I think I made it through the whole hitch only crying twice, which was pretty impressive. I was proud of myself. You know, the first week was probably the hardest, but I was able to get a lot of pictures and uh, call home enough to, uh, you know, still feel like I was a part of everything. And it made coming home that much sweeter. Once my new crew knew that, you know, I just had a son and, you know, they were all about asking questions and they were pretty supportive. So I was I was happy to, uh, you know, be back at work, and it may seem a little selfish every once in a while, but, uh, you know, I have to have a career, and I have to make a living, and this is the way I choose to do it. An integral part of Women Offshore is that we talk about challenges and how we overcome them so that others can take our lessons learned and apply them as tools to overcome similar challenges in their own life. What is the most challenging aspect of being a working mom offshore? How does Amanda cope with that challenge? I think the hardest part about, you know, working offshore as a mom is probably just the guilt I put on myself for 
being away and I feel really selfish at times knowing that I'm going to be leaving for three weeks and leaving, you know, the care of my son up to my husband and the caretakers that, um, you know, take care of him when I'm away. And I put a lot of guilt on myself saying, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be at home. And I also then have to, I have to play the angel and the devil, you know, tell myself, you know, you deserve a job. You deserve to do what you love, but then the other part of it is, okay, well, you're a mom now. You should be home taking care of your son. So I think that's the hardest part is just the constant tug of war of feelings that I have about being gone. And when I'm home, it's it's amazing. And when I'm offshore, it's still amazing to have a job that I love. So I think that's the hardest part, really. Another challenge that I thought might be tricky for a new mom while working miles away from one's family on a ship in the ocean, is how does she handle pumping breast milk? I know Amanda works a 12-hour shift on board. Is she able to get away to handle this? If she wasn't able to, that might have been very uncomfortable to deal with. So I was nursing my son, you know, when he was born and up until I had to come offshore and I nursed him up until the day I had to leave, and so I, you know, I brought my pump out, and uh, I wasn't sure what I was planning on doing, but I brought everything I needed, and uh, it was a little tricky because I was coming out to a rig where I didn't know anybody, so I wasn't really sure how to, you know, talk about it and say what I needed, and I probably regret that a little bit. I didn't really tell anybody for the first week, so I kind of sat in pain a lot of the days, you know, until I finally built up the courage to say, hey, you know what, I get to go for, you know, 15 minutes every couple hours and take care of this, and after, you know, I was more open about it, it was better. Um, I think if I went back to my old rig where I was pregnant, I probably you know, would still be pumping his whole first year, but I only did it for that first hitch and, uh, went home and figured it was time to stop. It was just too hard and too much pressure putting on myself to try and work and fit in these pumping sessions. And I guess it's just, I was done. So it was okay. I just felt like I wanted to quit on my own terms and not, not because I had to. Lastly, Amanda wants to encourage any woman thinking about working offshore and starting a family to know that it can be an option. If starting a family and keeping your offshore career is something that you're considering, speak with your supervisor or HR department. Find out what the benefits are for parental leave. If there aren't any, let them know that it's important to you and your career to then try to work something out. My advice to all the ladies out there who want to have a baby and keep working at sea, you can do it. Don't listen to the people out there telling you, you know, it's not right and you can't do it and it's going to be hard and you can do it. And yeah, it is going to be hard, but this is our career and this is what we've chose to do. And having a baby is just another step, you know, and there's so many dads out here that I work with and they come right offshore about a week after having a newborn and no one bats an eye. Totally okay for the dads to come and work and leave the mom at home to care for their baby 24-7. A lot of their wives aren't even working, so 
it's it's okay. It's a double standard and people are going to judge you and make you feel guilty and you're going to you're going to constantly regret not regret, but you're going to constantly rethink your decision to come offshore and don't let them do that to you. If you want it bad enough, you can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. I'm Ali Cedeno, the founder of Women Offshore. What did you think of the show? Write me, hello at womenoffshore.org. Next episode, I'm doing something a little different. You and I are going to hear from one of our male contributors on Women Offshore. You may have wondered, why would a guy want to contribute to a website that is all about women? You'll hear from him and about his projects on womenoffshore.org. couple more things for you. If you're a woman who currently works on the water or you have experience in the last five years working on the water in the maritime or offshore energy industries, we have a survey for you. Go to womenoffshore.org and let us know what you think by filling out our survey. Also, we are going to host our very first event. I am incredibly excited about this. Women from all over the world are planning to come to this event. It's going to be fantastic. We're calling it Unite. Hope you can make it if you're a woman listening to this. Even if you haven't worked on the water in several years, come join us in Houston at Transocean's facilities. Registration is on our website. Go check it out. Hope you can be there July 27th to the 28th. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.